You're listening to Episcopal Youth Ministry in ATL. Hey y'all, and thank you for listening to another episode of Episcopal Youth Ministry in ATL. This is your producer, Easton Davis. And today is a very special episode. The offices of youth ministries of the Diocese of Atlanta have started a new leadership segment called Youth in Leadership. And today's episode is a conversation with two young people of the Diocese of Atlanta. You can also find more about youth in leadership on our website, eyc.oatl.org, under the leadership tab. And you can find the video companion for this podcast on our YouTube channel at EYCDIOATL. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching and please do share this episode. Welcome to our second installment of Youth in Leadership by the Episcopal Diocese of Atlanta, uh, where we interview youth that have stepped up in evident ways across our diocese and their leadership. Um, I am Ariana Cantillo. I am the Youth Social Media Strategist Intern for the diocese. And today we have with us Ty Jackson, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Yes. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Ty Jackson, and I am a sophomore at Carrollton High School, and I go to St. Margaret's Episcopal Church in the aforementioned Carrollton, Georgia. Yes. <laughs> um, so we, this kind of goes in with your intro, but I want to know about your involvement in EYC and just how not only you got involved in your church, but how that led you to your involvement in um, our Episcopal youth community. Yes. So... Um, uh, if some of you don't know, my dad is the the one and only Jeff Jackson, <laughs> and um, and yeah, so I am literally a priest kid. I'm a PK, so I like grew up in the church. You know, I I started going to EYC when I was uh, around you know 12 years old, and um, I really I really love the community that the EYC you know has. You know, you know going to having dinner together doing activities, bonding together as a group, you know, growing in our faith. And I just, I really love that community. And so then my dad was like, Hey, guess what? There's like a whole bigger version of this. And it's called like the diocese of Atlanta. It's called Camp Michael. Um, so yeah. So, um, I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like there's like retreats and stuff. And so I had like, I was not prepared. Like I had no idea what that really meant. And How that, cool and fun and big it is. <laughs> yeah. I was not prepared for that. I was not prepared for that. And um, so I went to New Beginnings and I was like, wow. And it was like a transformative experience. Like I was like, and so I kept coming back. I went like four times um, and during when I was in middle school and yeah, it was just a completely transformative experience that, you know, introduced me to the diocese and everything. And it was a great you know, I met so many cool people and it was just great. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that awesome transition between like church and then you're like, well, there's this huge diocese that's basically yeah the same accepting community, but it's just more people. Um, right. Yeah. It's just larger scale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the retreats that we do here at the Diocese of Atlanta is called Steps to Lead. Um, for those of you that don't know, this is a retreat for Rising sophomores to just graduated seniors, led by Bishop Wright, 
Mary Hooper, or as we call her, Mama Hoop, um, who is a professor of leadership at Clark Atlanta, and then our very own Easton Davis. And this is a leadership retreat that is basically just encompassed um, by Bishop Wright's definition of how to lead and love like Jesus. Um, but his definition is, and I know that every single person that's been to yeah. so lead, basically has heard this a billion times. Yeah, it's ingrained um, in our brains. Yeah. <laughs> and it's leadership is the capacity to mobilize others to address problems, especially problems we would rather avoid. I almost messed up there. Um, but that's the definition that basically you hear almost every day of the retreat. And it's just teaching us how to lead like Jesus. And so I want to hear a little bit about your experience there and kind of like what you realized and took away from it. Yeah. So, um, so this year's step to, steps to lead was a little bit different because, you know, we're living in a global pandemic, you know, different times. Um, so, so, I mean, usually, you know, they have a retreat and everything and you go and stay for a weekend, but this year we didn't get to do that. Um, but so we, you know, we had it on zoom and everything, but I was like really, really surprised about like how still good it was. Like, you know, you still had that, those relationships, even through, you know, the computer, like you, you, I mean, I still learned a lot and, you know, had good conversations with people and, you know, that, really gave me the uh, courage to kind of go for um, starting up this LGBTQ club at my school. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, I just got a lot of advice from everyone. Um, and I really, I really love oh, Rob's like kind of, I don't know, forcefulness, like for you to like go out and do this stuff. Like mm -hmm. he's not, not kidding around. Like, you know, he's, he's serious. He means business. Yes. And I think you can tell by his definition that usually he means business. Um, mm, but yeah. one key thing about um, steps to lead that I also need to mention is that you basically at the end of the weekend, the goal is to have a passion project that you want to conquer. Um, each one of us are tasked with doing it and we kind of come up with a plan on how to tackle it back home. Um, so I, you mentioned your LGBTQ um, Alliance Club, and before we get too bright into that, um, I think what you what um, you just re realized was that like you have a passion for the LGBTQ community, and I kind of want to get into that um, before yeah. we get into your club. So why does why does supporting the LGBTQ LGBTQ community why does it matter to you? Yes, so um, you know, being a person that you know grows up through our public school system and everything. And, and you just see a lot of stuff. You see a lot of people who don't get what they need. And a lot of people don't have um, support from their families um, because of who they are. And I mean, luckily I, I'm lucky enough um, to have a supporting family, um, you know, and, and of course intersecting faith and that is a very sticky subject for a lot of people. A lot of people are, have a lot of homophobia and transphobia just because of their faith. But I mean, really God loves everyone regardless of who you are. And so I thought that was a very important message to get out there. And that really, I mean, that had been on my mind really for the past year or so. I mean, in quarantine and stuff, I was, I was really thinking about that. And I, you know, I watched a lot of movies and, you know, done a lot of research and I was just like, this is like a problem. I mean, the lack of, of LGBTQ representation in schools, the education, um, you know, the lack of, of, of good sex education for LGBTQ teenagers in schools. I mean, there's a lot there. Um, but I mean, of course you have to start small, you know, um, so, so yeah, I really, I really, 
you know, started just, it was boiling in the back of my mind. And I was like, I need to do something. And, you know, Steps to Lead just gave me just kind of a perfect venue. Yeah. And I think what, what Bishop Riot and Mama Hoop and Easton try to do is like, pick out the back of your brain. Like what is boiling in your brain? Cause everyone has something boiling in their brain. Like right. that's the perfect way you said it. Um, but I think they try to like cultivate that. And, um, but I, w- I kind of want to hear about, well, first I want to say that like about what you said about the church and intersecting faith. I think something that's awesome. And personally that I so admire about the Episcopal church is that we openly support the LGBTQ community, like not just on the down low. We are out there posting on LGBTQ like pride day, pride month. We're out there posting. And I think it's so important because I like, I think we just really fully encompass that. Like God loves everybody. Um, and that's such an important message uh, for a lot of people because a lot of people don't have anyone else to turn to. Exactly. And so, so um, on that note, I kind of want to hear about your process of implementing this club, um, I want to hear about like where you drew on your faith in this process. I know you kind of talked about like the brainstorming of it, but I want to hear about like what struggles you face, what, what was easy, what was where you needed to be like, Hey God, I need your help. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the whole process was, a, a, it was a lot. It was a lot. So, I mean, when I, when I had originally was like, Oh, this needs to be a club at, at my school. There actually, I, I discovered that there actually had been, you know, some previous work done by another, some other students, um, who recognize the same thing, um, about how, you know, th- a lot of these kids don't have representation in school and we need a community to, to, to bond everyone together. And, um, and so I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So there's already been some, some pushback from that, from administrators, from teachers. And, you know, you would, you would be really surprised of how cautious they were about that. Um, and especially living in like the South there, there was a lot of like apprehension about the, like the feedback from that. Um, so, you know, I started, I started, uh, talking to, you know, fellow to peers about it. Um, I talked to, um, uh, my teachers about it and, uh, specifically my choir, uh, teacher, uh, she kind of was like, oh, I would love to sponsor that club. Um, and, and, um, and so I drew from a lot of people f- who I knew would be open to the idea. Yeah. And really the scary part is you, the part that you really have to, you know, pray to God that this is going to turn out. Okay. Is going to the people who are a little bit scared, like the yeah. principal, the, you know, administration, more, people like that who are, who are, they just have no idea. They, they don't know this is going on. Um, they, they're, most of it is not, you know, homophobia per se. A lot of it is just ignorance. They just have no frame of reference for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's definitely something that was, was hard. I mean, there was a lot of, of it. I mean, it took, we started this club in around, it was, um, October, November and, and, you know, we had done this, com- we had had this conversation. I mean, usually a club can start up in, around a month or so, but club took, you know, I started this process when I, uh, did first did steps to leave, which was like in July. And so that was like a few months that there was a lot of emailing back and forth, like, Oh, is this okay? And you know, the school had to approve everything. Um, so it was, it was just, it was, it was a difficult process, but I'm, I'm super, super thankful, uh, 
you know, for all the people that have like just come together yeah. for the opportunity. And, and Steph Salidas was a big part of that. Um, having those tools to, to lead effectively. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's amazing. And I, I want to ask um, before I kind of like comment on what you said, I want to ask yeah. where did you draw on your faith? Like in those moments where, because you feel so passionately about this, right? Yeah. You feel so passionate about something and you feel that it's right. When you come across people that don't think the same way, you're like, how could you not? Right. You know? So, yeah. how, so where did you draw on your faith? I that? Think, and who, yeah. and if it wasn't like you just by yourself drawing on your faith, who um, kept you encouraged? Was there certain people that kept you encouraged or just certain routines that you would go through? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a big, a big part of, of, what gave me the courage, like the courage to do all of this is, um, my parents, specific, uh, specifically my dad, who is just also a, a big advocate for it. But again, going back to what you said about, um, you know, drawing on your faith, I just kind of think about like, what would, what would God do in this situation? And like, would God, you know, say, Oh, this is too hard. I just give up. No, he wouldn't. I, I feel like that's like, just, you know, thinking about what he would do that just gave me encouragement. I was just like, well, the world's not going to change if I'm not going to change it. So, uh, put that on a t-shirt, put, put that, that on. bumper sticker. That's bumper yeah. material. Put on a t-shirt and sell for your LGBTQ Alliance club. Um, and then <laughs> one, one thing that I, I think this is, um, one of the biggest questions, what are some things that you've learned through this process? Um, I know that Sepsley gave you a lot of tools to get to this point, but what have you learned? What have you learned about leadership? and um faith and leadership and inclusivity and leadership what have you learned through this whole process yeah i think the biggest thing is that it is not as easy as it looks i mean people people go up there and they're like smooth talking and they you know they have the situation <laughs> control. it takes a lot to be a leader and to energize group and and again drawing on like your own experiences is a very big thing for leadership i feel like yeah. I mean, I've been a leadership, you know, a teen mentor in various youth programs and stuff. And like, you have to like, you have to like pay attention. You have to put yourself out there and, um, and you have to, you have to be, you have to be confident in what you're doing. Cause if, if you're not confident, then everyone around you isn't. Exactly. And everyone's, everyone's watching you. And when you're the face of something, everyone's watching you. And, And you know, that was, that was really, I mean, starting this, this club, it was also, it was scary. Cause you know, I, you know, I, I went to the office, you know, I talked to teachers ever and whatever. And you know, that's hard. Like even, even being honest with yourself, like even like coming out, that's like, that's kind of connects to that in some way. Like it takes courage to put yourself out there as a leader. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, that's a very important thing. Um, and, but and again, that that's where you draw from your faith you know, that's where you, you ask God for assistance. And I think that's like a big, that's a big thing. I feel like that's, and I think, I think that's a huge, and I think that especially a, a huge part of why we're doing this interview segment to begin with mm-hmm. is that youth and leadership is so important. Like the fact that, because I think one of the biggest things that the Episcopal church chases after is that, or at least the guys of Atlanta is, is that look, the youth aren't the future of the church or the youth aren't the future of our world or of our society. Like, we're the now and we have the ability to do things now. Like you said, um, if we're passionate about something, any, literally anyone, any age can tackle it. Right. I mean, yeah, the, the age shouldn't stop you. I mean, you have 100%. Then, yeah, hundred percent. So 
I have loved this conversation. I've honestly learned so much. Um, I'm so honored to be able to talk with you today because you have such a passion for this. And it's so, I hope that people can feel it through a screen because I can feel it. It's radiating. I feel it's radiating. Um, So I want to end this with inclusivity. Yes. Radiating inclusivity, love, passion. Hope you're feeling all of it. Mm, Um, (laughs) But the one thing that I want to end this call with, and I ended the last uh, interview segment with, is what is one word of encouragement that you would like to leave our viewers with today? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this a lot this week, actually. Um, and I was, and I was, I was thinking, it was like, you are not alone. And I think that's an important message. And that's, that's not just for, for LGBTQ youth. That's for everyone. You are not alone. And you just, you need to, you should find people who support you. And that's like, that's a very, that's a very important thing because that gives you inspiration. Um, and, and, you know, if you don't have those people in your life, there's always God and God's always there for you. So, um, so, you know, always surround yourself with people who love you. You are not alone. God loves you. The Episcopal church loves you. Yeah, we do. Love, love. That's my word of encouragement. Uh, uh, literally put that on a t-shirt too. We're making I, t-shirts. So many quotes. So we many need to make quotes. merch for this, um, merch. interview segment. Um, but Ty, thank you so much for being here. Um, thank you for inviting me. This is, we, we literally can't thank you enough. This was amazing. Um, I want to remind all of our viewers to like and keep watching. We're going to have new ones of these, um, every so often and you just better keep your eye out. Um, we're going to have youth, youth leaders, just awesome, awesome people that have stepped up in leadership. So thank you so much for watching and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.